The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome to Retirement Clinic. It's on News Talk 1130 WISN with the Kowal Investment Group. Today, hosted by Aaron Spitzner and John White. Welcome back to the studios. Aaron, good morning. Good morning. It's great to be here. Always great to have both of you here. John White, good morning. Good morning. These two voices, among others, that you hear Monday through Friday for the market updates during the Mark Belling Show. And then, of course, we unleash the Kowal Investment Group for the Retirement Clinic, a full hour to talk every Saturday about retirement. So many parts of retirement, so we have topics. One topic you're going to hear later in the hour intrigues me. I've actually seen this in person, and this is why. Aaron, you've done some research. Yes. It's about retiring on a cruise ship. Yeah, the, the article was circulating about a week and a half ago, uh, or maybe maybe more than that. Um, but it was about this couple that, that basically lived a year on a cruise ship. And this gets into the numbers of it and whether or not it's it's cheaper to live on a cruise ship you would think or in a retirement no home. no way I could afford that. This article compares the numbers to yeah. a so, nursing home or retirement community? Oh, well, so we'll, we'll get into okay. that at the time. But there is, there are, like you said, there are different levels of care. Yeah, um, and, and and we'll get into the numbers and it compares them, but I think everyone will be surprised by uh, by the results. When I said I saw it in person, I did, and I'll explain more later. Perfect. This stuff really does happen. <laughs> People live on cruise ships. So before we get there, the Kowalway.com for more information. There was an event last week with Jay Weber as a moderator, WI Sends Morning Guy, uh, and a bunch of folks. That did a Q&A, and it was at the Marriott West. It went over extremely well. There are two more events coming up. In fact, John, one is yours, or you're, you're going to be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, it's called the Wednesday Webinar, um, and the title of it is Putting Income Back into Fixed Income. Uh, we're going to be discussing uh, municipal bond opportunities. Uh, I will be hosting along with uh, Lord Abbott's regional manager, Ben Marsaliano, and that is going to be on November uh, the eighth at three p.m. Great time to have a webinar. Wednesday webinar. This that's this coming Wednesday, November eighth. Yeah. Right. So this is free as well. It is absolutely free. Where is it held? That's just going to be online because we we go to the website. We have an invitation. Oh, that's right. You said that. webinar. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Picked up yep. on that. I just love the internet and you know free advice. Talk about bonds. Talk about municipal bonds. The importance of income in retirement. And it's about forty-five minutes, and then. You know, it'll be well worth your time. I can sign up on your website, John? Yes. For that, this mm-hmm. is Uh, And you'll see the title, Putting Income Back into Fixed Income. John, you'll be a part of that. The other's coming up uh, Thursday, November 16th. Now, this is called Keeping Family Wealth in the Family. Estate Planning Seminar, Jeff Kowal will be there along with Chauncey Weisensel and Horicon Bank's trust officer, Chris Behrens. He was on the show last week. He's really good. Really well-spoken and articulate. Doesn't... This is a gift all of you guys have, I think. Not talking over our heads. There's so many acronyms and there's things in retirement that you guys do every day, but we don't. So you have a kind of a gift at explaining it, and that's what we're going to get into in this show. Uh, we we pick several topics, not just Aaron's 
cruise ship topic. But, John, you're going to kick off the show with your very own topic. So let's get rolling with the retirement clinic. And then, again, the koalway.com if you want to check out these seminars. Right. So, you know, I'm getting back to investing 101 here. Um, why? Because we've got a lot of volatility going on. We've got all these events going on in the Middle East that could rattle oil markets and energy markets. We've got, you know, everyone's kind of forgotten about Russia, Ukraine, but that's still going on. Um, you know, we've we've got a lot on our plate. We've got high energy costs, rising interest rates. And, and in volatile times like this, it's very, very easy for investors to lose sight of what's really important. And sometimes just coming back to the basics, I think, just can't hurt. And if I've repeated this message before, I apologize to everyone. But let's get back to what I call the three enemies and one friend that you have with investing. The three enemies. Number one is inflation. In 2020, $1 was a dollar. It has the same purchasing power today as 83 cents. Yes. Yes. A dollar in 2020 which wasn't that long ago. Just three years ago. Because three years ago is now 83 cents with all the inflation that we've seen. Now, inflation is cooling down. Core inflation numbers are down. That's good news. It's trending in the right direction. But your dollar is worth a lot less. And how do we get ahead of that, right? Wait, what did you say, John? 83 cents? 83 cents. Okay. Yeah, so that's a lot of purchasing power that's been depleted. Um, And, of course, there's many reasons for that. Uh, But we did see massive inflation after COVID. Uh, Supply chains were crimped. Um, everything was going up in price. Demand did not stop, and we had a lot of shortages. Thankfully, supply chains are coming back on board. We're seeing that China reopened their economy. Their zero COVID policy ended, and um, that's definitely helped things. Uh, there's, I've, I've heard of some shortages out, out there. I heard one the other day that electric boxes for houses have like an eight month wait time. I, I don't know wow. why that is, but Who'd have maybe that maybe that's come down. Um, but uh, you know, basically everything's coming back online. I, I liken I liken COVID to maybe a steam engine that ran out of coal, and the economy starts stagnating and slowing down, and basically we had to get the coal back in with supply chains running, and now the, the train's starting to move. We're starting to get some traction, yep. but a lot of ripple effects from oh, yeah. from shutting basically the country down. And then climbing back out of COVID, I saw it this weekend trying to uh, get reservations at a restaurant. Some restaurants are closed on Saturdays. They can't find the help. Yeah, 7 million jobs in a couple of months were gone. Uh, The S&P moved down 34% in 16 trading days. I mean, it's unheard of volatility. And we finally got all those jobs back. Um, And remember, the Federal Reserve's mandate is to get us at a 2% long-term inflation number. Right right now, about 4.3% on core inflation, so we're not at that 2% yet. Um, remember, back in September, the Fed said that they're going to not cut interest rates twice in 2024. Um, they've removed that language. They, they said they're going to cut them. Now, that was all before what was happening now in the Middle East. Um, so we have to wait and see what they're going to do now. I'm kind so they're of, pulling back on that? I think so. I think they're going to rein in. Uh, I don't think they're going to increase rates probably the next couple of Fed meetings. And I do think given what's going on in the Middle East, uh, we might see them even begin to cut depending on how bad it gets. Um, but you know, that, that makes me believe that with government debt levels, et cetera, that we're going to see interest rates probably start heading in a downward trend because it's just a matter of when we just don't know exact timing Mm -hmm. on that. I think of everything that's affected by that, not just the housing market and and mortgages, but so many things, John, you called it three enemies and one friend, right? So remember number one inflation is in all of us. Every single member of society is facing this thing. You cannot get away from inflation. It's in everything. Um, look at houses. Great example. In 1926, the average U.S. home cost $20,000. Today, 
Today, the average U.S. home, I believe, was somewhere around $430,000. So there's inflation in real estate. It's 100 years later. Well, what, yeah. what about also the, the hidden inflation everybody talks about? Good example, Halloween, right? Halloween candy, it, they get smaller and smaller. You know, your Skittles, I, mean, I don't know, maybe it ha- used to have 10 in there. Now it has six. Oh, we had a... Um, you know, it's like the candies get smaller. The little Twix and the little Snickers in our bowl for the kids. I was shocked at how small the yeah. Snickers... It was so like a bite. It's hidden inflation. You probably paid the same amount, yes. but the amount of product you yeah. get is less. Mind you, my kids were very happy because there was one house giving away full-size candy bars. There's always one or two houses where they're a little bit more generous. Do the kids, like, are they tech-savvy and start texting each other? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, yeah. the old guy at the end of the box got yeah. full Snickers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they were so happy about it. It was, it was awesome. But, yeah, so, no, so number one enemy, inflation. Um, so how do you get ahead of it? Of course you invest. Uh, the stock market, the S&P is the example here, has had it from 1926 until now about a 9.8% return. What we like to use when we do financial plans is we assume a 3% inflation rate. Um, if you go from 1971 until now, the inflation rate is closer to 45 We prefer to use 3% because it's a longer series of time that we're measuring here. Um, I do like to put in financial plans that Medicare and, and healthcare plans, I like to inflate those at a higher rate, probably 5.2% is a good number to use. So remember, inflation is eroding your wealth every single day. Um, right now, bank CDs, right, are doing pretty well. They've got some decent inflation beating rates for now. We're like in the four or five percent range, right? You know, money markets, bank accounts, bank CDs are doing well for now. I keep reminding clients, you're going to face interest rate risk with those CDs because you're anticipating that when the CD matures, the rates are going to be where they are today. And, but you could do a one year CD, right? Oh, absolutely, and, and get and, out. Yeah, and and I don't mind bank CDs at all for for money that's going to be used for the short term. Absolutely, but um, at the same time, you know. Your long-term money, your long, long-term money, you want that uh, invested in, in riskier assets and that give us higher returns. I think it's worth noting that's what we focus on in this show, the retirement clinic. The Absolutely. big picture, your retirement. Right, exactly. Making sure that we've got the right tools uh, that we're using for your particular scenario. Absolutely correct. So, you know, that kind of brings us on for retirement planning to the second one is procrastination. Um, people put off retirement planning. Uh, it's, I'll admit, is it the most exciting topic ever? Maybe not, but it's exciting to us because we want to help people plan for retirement, right? We want them to sit down and seriously think, what is retirement going to look like? Um, but again, it's something that people tend to put off. It's something that typically what I found is that when the children have left the house and they're empty nesters and they're kind of focusing back on themselves, like, hey, hold on a second. We've only got like 10, 15 years until retirement. And then you start to get maybe those conversations. And then you got to play catch up. Correct. Right? And yes. Yeah, you bring up, I think you bring up a good point. Everything in life that we don't like or don't enjoy, we procrastinate. Put it on the back burner. We'll get there someday. Right. Um, and obviously, I could give you numerous examples of procrastination, but um, I'd say one of, the, one, of, one of the ones that's kind of dangerous is, oh, yeah, I'll invest in my company's 401k someday. You know, Well, they're leaving that employer match on the table. They're missing out on market returns. That money's going to be spent somewhere else if they don't invest it. So that's a classic example of procrastination that I've seen. Um, It can be stuff like updating your beneficiaries on your accounts. People, oh, yeah, I'll get around to doing that, and it never happens. Like, just get it done. Yep. Um, I I know it's not the most exciting thing, but get it done. (laughs) Uh, I'll go back. I've said this so many times, it's boring to people, but I'll say it again. My grandfather told me, pay yourself first. When I got out of college, got my first job, there was a 401k plan offered. This was toward the end of his life. And I wasn't quite sure what he meant. So I asked my mom, what does he mean by pay myself? He means invest. 
And what he was talking about was a 401k plan. There was a match. I took it. I was 22. The, the sooner you start, even one year, John, can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Two years. Now you're looking at five, ten. If your employer offers it and they got a match, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. And, and talking about compound returns, that brings me to my third enemy is, is emotions. Right? Your emotions get in the way of your investment strategy. Um, you know, I was just, I've got this uh, white paper here from University of Michigan. It's a little dated, but I still like to use it because I think it's a great example of, of why you should not time the market, why you should get your emotions out of the way. So, again, this study, they studied two time periods, 1926 to 1993, and then he studied a smaller time period, 1963 to 1993. So, obviously, one's, uh, you know, we're looking at about 812 months of market returns, or sorry, 816 months. Had you missed the best 12 months, um, your return would have been 12.02% investing in the S&P. It drops down to 8% just by missing out on 12 months of, of, of basically the, you know, the best market returns. So that's a 4% difference. Picking 12 months out of 816 months, that's, that's tough. Now, this is assuming you invest $1 in 1926. It's now worth $637 by 1993. Same thing for 1963 and 1993. In that 30-year period only, or 31-year period, only 90 days mattered for your portfolio return. In, in other words- 30 years? In 31 years. Wow. And I think that's a better number to use because people can relate. Like most people will be retired for 30-odd years. So in a 30-year period, only 90, 90 days mattered for your portfolio return. Talk about a needle in a haystack. Picking 90 days out of 30 years, I, I, it can't be done. No, you can choose um, that. That's like talking about timing the market. Right. You have to get it right twice. Correct. Right. right. So why, that's why we tell people, stay diversified, stay invested. Do not let these current news headlines, for example, rattle you. Stay in there. I know it's tough. I know your emotions are tugging. Um, but again, this is why we come back to these basic 101 advice. And, and let's talk about the friend. The one friend you have is discipline. Um, it's like an equation, for example, when I talk about discipline, I say quality investments plus time in the market plus saving money for retirement and a disciplined approach, which is what this is, um, equals wealth. It's that simple. So again, discipline is quality investments, time in the market, saving, continuous saving, and being disciplined, having a disciplined approach to everything. You said don't get rattled by current headlines. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's been in news for about 33 years now, news talk radio, but around newsrooms, and I see this all the time. People overreact to everything. Mm -hmm. And it always seems like the world's coming to an end. And here's my thought. It's always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. Next year, you're gonna. There's headlines every day. If I look at Fox News behind you on our flat flat screen, it always says breaking news. Mm-hmm. Always. How can we have? There's breaking news all the time. Yes. News alert all the time. And yes, what's going on in the Middle East is huge. COVID was huge. Next year's a presidential election year, 24. There's always going to be something, John. Yes, yes. You can't exactly overreact right. to every day's headlines or right. it will drive you nuts. If we have capitalism and private property rights, we're going to be okay. But as soon as those two factors are gone, in other words, socialist communism, then all bets are off. Oh, then, we're done. then we're done. Right, absolutely. Then we're Venezuela. 
Exactly. So, so long as we have those two dynamics going on and, and we can avoid a thermonuclear war, we're going to be okay. The yeah. markets are incredibly resilient, and that's what history has shown us. And yes, you are looking backwards in time to what previous years have done, but that's all you can do. No one can predict the future. <laughs> I've never met anyone that could. But No, you can't. You can, you can learn from history. Yeah. History repeats itself, I right. think, right? Exactly. And that's why I do like to look backwards at previous market trends. You know, um, For example, 1941 was a very similar year to last year in the market. The S&P finished uh, down, I think it was about 19%. 1941, it finished down 17%. The year we got involved in World War exactly II. Exactly right. So 1942, the market finished up 10. I think the S&P, and I know it's a long shot, but I'm just going to say 10 is my guess. 10 to 12 somewhere is, is where I think the S&P does. For it, this year? Yes. Finishing? If someone time traveled me to December 31st this year and said, hey, John, the S&P was down for the year. I would say what happened in Russia, Ukraine, what happened in the Middle East. Yeah. That would be my first There's question. There's basically two months left in the year. Right. Think of that. Yeah. So my, my guess is 10% of the S&P is, I think, is a fair end game for that. Yeah. You talk about World War II. I don't know if you guys have seen Band of Brothers, one of my favorites, yes. right? So that, you, that was it. European, uh, focused on the 101st Airborne and Easy Company. I am now watching The Pacific. It's on Netflix. It just came through. So obviously done by Spielberg and Tom Hanks as well. You talk about putting things in perspective. Life back then, they thought this was, you know, this could be the end here. Mm. Uh, And everybody went off to war. If if you did not get, uh, because of medical reasons, they're... 18-year-olds are committing suicide Yeah, because their friends went off and they wanted to join the fight. They were proud. Yeah, I've, I've read lots of books about finance, and one of them actually, speaking about World War II, they, they were interviewed because they were talking about emotions in the market. They routinely were fighter pilots. They would face death in the sky with equanimity. You know, they're like, okay, my time is up. Mm-hmm. Here it is. But they would become literally, and this is true, violently sick if their portfolio was down 10%. Wow. So... <laughs> Death in the sky as a fighter pilot, it, we're okay with that, but we're not okay losing 10% of our portfolio. <laughs> Got to put uh, things uh, in perspective. Uh, right. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, John White with what he uh, three enemies and one friend. Right. Exactly right. Uh, coming up, Aaron Spitzner, we're going to turn our attention to cruising. And no, I'm not here to promote my own cruise or anything like that. <laughs> we can do that <laughs> Maybe too Maybe I can slip want. that in quick. I think the yeah. promotion's kind of widening. Anyway, I have seen it. You're going to talk about it, and it just kind of puts things in perspective and what your plans are for retirement. How much does retirement cost? Not just assisted living, nursing homes, retirement communities. There's so much involved in this. It's a great topic. Yeah. And you did. Well, I didn't run the numbers. I got to be honest. I didn't run the I found the numbers. You did homework, though. Yeah, I kind of did. So You will cite your source. Yes. When we come back, hey, we mentioned those events that coming up. The Jay Weber event went fantastic. John White in studio today is doing a webinar this coming Wednesday. And it uh, let's see. It's, it's opportunities in municipal bonds with you and Lord Abbott Regional Manager Ben Marciliano. Did Correct. I say that right? You got it right. I was just a guess. <laughs> I can't, you're just being nice. It is a tricky last name. I'll admit that. It's, and then the other one is coming up Thursday, November 16th. This is Keeping Family Wealth in the Family. It's an estate planning seminar with Jeff Kowal, Chauncey Weisensel, and uh, our guest from last week with Horicon Bank. His name is Chris Barons. All of these are on the website, thekowalway.com. With any retirement question on this show, we send you right to the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. We'll be right back with the Retirement Clinic on WISN.
Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. The decision to sell your business is the first of many important decisions you'll need to make during the process of the sale. In previous segments, I have shared many of the decisions and steps you will need to take, but one we have rarely discussed is rollover equity. You may be asking yourself, what is rollover equity? It is the amount of money the seller is expected to invest or roll over into the future equity of the company. If your buyer is a private equity firm, you will likely be required to make commitments to your business after you sell. These firms typically partner with business sellers and their management teams to run the business going forward. Private equity firms want to ensure alignment of incentives so that the seller has a vested stake in the future success of the business, hence the rollover equity investment. As a benefit to you, it can be structured as a tax-free rollover, meaning capital gains are deferred until a future sale of the equity. If you decide on a rollover equity investment, you will also need to decide how much rollover to invest. The more you roll over, the greater the potential for a higher return. However, each situation is different, so it is important to work closely with a team of professionals to decide the best course of action for you and your business. If you need help planning for the sale of your business, give our office a call today at 262 522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. Back with the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. And this program with Aaron Spitzner and John White hitting several topics. I did want to mention these events coming up. And Aaron, you called me out on this. Thank you so much. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Uh, you said, hey, don't forget. Uh, so next, um, let's see, the date is Thursday, November 16th. Keep Family Wealth in the Family with Jeff Kowal, Chauncey, and, of course, Chris Barons. I forgot Elder Law Estate Planning Attorney John Koenig is also going to be a part of it. Sorry, John. So um, didn't want to diss anybody. These are great events put on by you guys, complimentary and open to anybody listening, anybody tuning in. Uh, is invited, just go to thekowalway.com and register. You need to register, but there's no cost. Is That's that right? correct. Yeah, and if you're thinking about going up north deer hunting on Thursday, I'd recommend you you hold off till Friday. You come to the event on Thursday. That's and right. It's November 16th. On, on so that That's a good point. You can go up north. You can share the estate planning tips with all of your buddies. I'm sure they'll enjoy that. <laughs> Over a game of cards, it'll be it's, it's a good combination. Cracking a couple cold ones at <laughs> yes. Deer Camp, the second week of Deer Camp. <laughs> you heard from Aaron Colwell with the Boss segment. We do that every week. That's for business owners, savings, and security. We're going to switch from business owners to cruise ships. Yeah, that's right. And I, I, I thought this was a, a great topic. Again, as we talked about in the beginning of the show, um, this article was circulating about a month ago with this couple. It, it would hit all the headlines, you know, the couple that basically was on a cruise ship for a year and they're retired and they found it more affordable. Um, oh, then I ran across this article from The Motley Fool uh, and, and it's titled, Is Living on a Cruise Ship Really Cheaper Than a Retirement Home? Um, this was published about two weeks ago as well, um, basically piggybacking off of that couple uh, that retired spent whatever a year or two on a cruise ship so the article kicks off here a retired couple from australia recently made headlines because of their unique retirement living situation instead of opting for a condo in a 55 and older community or a room in a senior living community or any other traditional option they chose to spend their retirement at sea or at least more than two years of it yeah, so they, most cruises, is, if you've never cruised, you're going to go for it. could be a four-day, seven-day, could be 14 days. They offer month cruises. We're this, talking a full year. Yeah, this couple, Marty and Jess Anson, 
booked 51 back-to-back Princess Cruises <laughs> all on the same ship starting in June of 2022. The cruises added up to 795 days at sea, which translates to just under two years and two months. Uh, when asked why they chose to do this, they cited the ease of life and affordability of cruising compared to living in a nursing home. Think about it. You're, if you've never been on a cruise ship, your laundry's done for you. You don't have to make any food. It's there's food twenty four seven. Sounds pretty awesome. I, I mean, I state of the art amenities like gyms and pools. I, I th- yeah, and I think a lot of this like piqued other people's interest. Like, could I really do this? Like, is this a possibility? Like, granted, you're you're leaving some family behind, right? But I mean, it's a year or two. Like, they're not saying they're going to do this for their entire retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Um, they do so- have Wi Fi on ships. You yeah. could just Facetime with your family. <laughs> And then you can just disconnect if they're starting to annoy you, I guess. <laughs> I got a bad signal. <laughs> um, <We> gotta go. <laughs> so the affordability of cruising, it, so it goes on here, is, is living on a cruise ship truly cheaper than investing in investing for the future and planning to live in a retirement community or nursing home? Let's take a closer look. So cruise lines are embracing the life at sea retirement, which is pretty interesting. Um, booking back-to-back cruises for an extended period of time like the Ansons did is certainly an option. Now, this is where it gets into the actual numbers. So several cruise lines have started offering longer cruises to accommodate people who would rather spend their golden years at sea. You're getting a discount, in other words. I mean, I, I don't know what that normally costs, but to me, these sounded like pretty good prices. So the longest cruise ever offered by Royal Caribbean is about to set sail this December. It's called the Ultimate World Cruise. It will take passengers to ports on all seven continents. Again, I laughed out loud reading this. It just blew my mind. It almost oh, sounds too good to be true. Over, over 274 night journey. It includes airfare to and from the ship, the deluxe beverage package. Okay, that's got my interest uh, for the duration. Seven shore excursions, complimentary laundry service, and internet service to keep in touch with loved ones. And, and like all cruises, meals and daily housekeeping are included as well. So here's here's how much that costs. Again, what do we say? 274 days, basically all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, cruise fares start at $58,499 and $74,654 per person for ocean view and balcony staterooms. Depending on what stateroom you choose, yeah. right? Yeah. But either way, you're getting... I mean, I've been in these ships. Royal Caribbean is very, very nice. I would say quite upper end, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, and, and I think here what catches it is the whole per person thing, right? So, fifty-eight thousand to seventy-five thousand doesn't seem too bad at first, but I think of everything as like a, a like couple. Okay, so now you're going. Okay, this could run you one hundred fifty thousand on the top end for that trip, uh, but there's a more economical version as well. It goes on to say, and again, this one made me laugh as well. A company called Life at Sea Cruises offers a three-year voyage, so three years on a cruise ship. Wow, uh, that visits three hundred seventy-five ports and one hundred thirty-five con- countries with rooms starting at about thirty thousand dollars per person per are year you, per you? year per person. I should say. So three, so you're looking at basically ninety thousand, so one hundred eighty thousand for three years, husband and wife, starting at. I don't know what that all includes or anything. Again, I didn't dig into these websites or anything like that. I just saw what the numbers were. So now you take that and you compare it to the assisted living, the nursing home. Cost. You compare it to the alternative, which is yes. living somewhere back home. I mean, you somewhere could, you could have your own house, right? Well, then it's obviously not going to make sense because your house is paid for more than likely and you just have like living expenses property yeah, taxes grass and stuff like that yeah um 
So, oh yeah, and your food and all that, which is like John talked about with inflation. How it's about higher. entertainment, dining, yeah. which on a cruise ship they get. But it's, yeah, that's like a that's like a different comparison, right? On a cruise ship, you can go on the shows and stuff like that every right? night. Yeah, so if you want, now that will get old every night. I I assume you have like date night, right? Yeah. Thursday we're gonna go to the big show. Um, <laughs> so. All right, so obviously we all know that the retirement home cost, right, that that varies considerably based on the type of living situation as well as location. Um, for starters, the median cost of a room in an assisted living facility is about four thousand seven hundred seventy-five dollars a month, or about let's just call it fifty-seven thousand dollars a year in the U.S. But some states it could it could easily exceed eighty thousand. So between fifty-seven and eighty k a year. Yeah. Um, additionally, assisted living uh, assumes a reasonable level of independence for those who might need closer medical attention. A private room in a nursing home. Ooh, this gets pretty pricey here, and we all know this. Uh, Nine thousand dollars per month on average. It can exceed fifteen thousand dollars per month in areas with high cost of living. Now you're over a hundred k a year at those numbers. Yeah, and that's with a level of of care. So. So is living on a cruise ship really cheaper? Uh, and the short answer is, again, like everything in our industry, right? It, it depends. It depends. It, it depends. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would also say this. It depends on your health, too, right? Yeah. So that's where it kind of gets down into things, right? I mean, in, in some cases, let's say you needed care, and now you're in another country, or you're on this ship, right? I mean, it's going to cost a lot more money. They do have doctors on the ship. I will, I will tell you, I had to get the z pack once, antibiotics for some sort of... I had like a viral infection of some sort. I don't know what it was. Needless to say, <laughs> the communication barrier, you know, uh-huh. it's not like going to my doctor at Aurora, you know, where you know each other. Just, yeah, it's, I hate to say it, but if you travel abroad, the last thing you want to do is get sick like in Italy and go to a hospital or something. Although it is offered, right? So they have medical care on ships. It's there. Yeah. But I would think you wouldn't do this unless you're pretty healthy. Well, but you never know what what's going to be thrown at you. Well, I mean, of course, you could yeah. roll your ankle. You so, could pull a Kirk Cousins from the Vikings and just be standing yeah, there. Everybody thought it, yeah, he was going to get traded and things looked like he was <laughs> you know, now he's done. <laughs> um so so looking at this here we're looking at for for Royal Caribbean, right? So those cruise fares were 50, about 60,000 to 75,000 per person. This assisted living you're looking at 80,000 to 108,000 depending upon your level of care. I think it's pretty close. Again, it depends on your level of, of cruise line you're going to take, also the level of care that you need at home. Um, also, again, your, your health condition uh, and, and how you're doing there. Um, so there are some pretty big factors. Obviously, it depends on where you live, too. But I think it surprises people that it's pretty close. It's uh, I think right it's pretty in close. line. Yeah. Uh, when, you, when you really look at it. So this couple made a, a pretty big splash here going out and doing this. Nope, and, no pun uh, intended. Yeah, well, look at big that. Big splash. Uh, I, uh, I that, that's pretty good. Hopefully they didn't fall overboard and create a big splash. But Hey, if you've never cruised, first off, some people get the impression that you're... I think you see YouTube videos where it's the biggest storm and it's rocking and rolling. Most cruise ships, you don't even know you're at, on the oh, ship. I've, you don't I've even seen know those videos. It scares the heck out of me. Oh, don't look at those. That's like looking at an airline video when the masks drop and you're in a turbulence. I'm just saying. I... And yet we all fly without batting an eye, right? John, what are your thoughts on this whole cruise ship uh, if it's a wash money wise and if you like cruising yeah i mean all these destinations you get to go visit i mean obviously if you can't stand being seasick it's not a good idea but that sounds like that's not an issue if you don't even feel the motion of the ship yeah um i don't know kind of sounds intriguing you know if you want to 
I mean, you know, there's no grass to mow. See, there's no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about that. There's, other, pick, like, there's like, pickleball on the top. Yeah, uh, that, that cheaper cruise line, thirty thousand per year per person for three years. That's insane. Yeah, what was that called? Life at Sea? Yeah. I've never heard of that, so I'll just say that. <laughs> I have heard, and I've cruised on Royal Caribbean many, many times. I've taken over 20 cruises in my life. I love it. And I was the guy that was afraid of being seasick. I will say the first state's a little weird feeling. Oh, great. And then they talk about getting your sea legs under you. <laughs> Did you guys ever fly and get nauseous, though, too? Mm, only when you hit some really heavy turbulence. You yeah. just got to like put or your, put your mind somewhere else real quick. Yeah, they all say, uh, have you ever been on a small boat like Lake Michigan? Oh, yeah. I don't want to go into that story. <laughs> that's not for yeah, that's I, not for radio. I was in Alabama, and we had rough seas. It was not good. <laughs> really? Um, so you're neat. supposed to look at the horizon. Yeah, that didn't work either. That didn't yeah, work for me either. Me either. <laughs> I was at a whale excursion ship, and we were all over like a little cork, bopping around. The guy's like, look at the horizon. You'll feel better. No, I didn't. No, yeah, if you get seasick, you get seasick. Four foot waves, that's it. But but these ships are incredibly stable. All uh, stabilizers, their arms come out that balance it. Yeah, I've been in really rough seas, and I I can't tell you the last time I was sick. Like I said, the first day maybe you feel a little something, and then you get your sea legs under you. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was a a, a pretty interesting topic for people to consider that uh, there there are some alternatives out there if they're tired of being at home, they're tired of the Wisconsin weather. Or uh, maybe it fits into their financial plan. It isn't something that I get. You know, oftentimes on the show we talk about things like, hey, what are clients talking about? What are things we're talking about in meetings? This isn't exactly something I'm talking about every day with people. Yeah, they do go on vacations a lot. We do talk about planning. We talk about experiences and, and making sure you get out there and enjoy your retirement and spend your money. Right? That's a big part of what we do. Um, but never really have I advocated to anybody to spend three years on a cruise ship. Um, although it could be pretty interesting. So if anybody does it, I'd like them to reach out. Maybe they could uh, yes. share with us their experiences but or even if it's the 274 yeah. one which is in, you know still less than a year yeah i could, I could see this becoming a legitimate long-term business though like if the cruise liners must be realizing hey there is a market for this oh yeah well there a is so here's, uh, the story i never told so we're delivering mail once for a mark belling cruise my wife and i you go around to each store there's a little mailbox you just put in tonight's activities and your stuff from the mailer right we had probably two or three hundred wis and cruisers with us but we saw a couple suites with names on it, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And then another one at the end of a hallway. And they looked, there were suites. They had like a marble foyer kind of thing. And I just asked our cabin steward, like, what's the deal with these? Oh, those are people that are on for the whole year. I go, so they do that. And he goes, more than you would think. Wow. So th- this has been going on well, for a little while. And now the, now the cruise lines are capitalizing on it and saying, we'll just offer the cruise package. And cruising is back. Yeah. If you look at, uh, just go look in any cruise line on their website. They're booked uh, since COVID. So they're also very clean. I know people say, wow, that's where germs. They clean those rooms. Better than hotels, I will say that. Very clean, very clean. I feel like I could talk about this forever. I mean, it's kind of an interesting thing, but I will have to get to uh, some some year-end planning strategies. I don't know if we we have time before the break here. Why don't we hit that up after the break? Uh, right. Because we're going to get into wealth management and preservation, yep. that weekly feature. We do that coming up with more from Aaron Spitzner and John White. Remember, the events we told you about are coming up. Everything's on thekowalway.com. That's your website you want to check out, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com, with the world headquarters in Waukesha. In Ozaki County, there's a Port Washington office in Racine. Spitz, that's your location, right? That's right. John White, are you in the Waukesha office? Yes, I am. Uh, because you have added now Delafield as well. Yeah. And so, we have a Cape Coral location now. 
Florida, yes. Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. Literally all we're, over We're just the not on a cruise ship yet. <laughs> <laughs> Plant that seed. Yeah. Plant that seed. There's a little office in the corner. <laughs> there you will be at the front desk. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Sit down. I'd like to welcome you to the Wearing your Corona shirt. Yeah. At sea. That would be awesome. Yeah, the website is fantastic. You're all over social media as well, and there's a lot more coming up with the Retirement Clinic. Don't go anywhere. On WISN, we'll be right back. If I had a The Retirement Clinic is back, and this segment, the Wealth Management and Preservation segment, you hear the music, you know, if I had a million dollars. Okay, so Aaron Spitzner, you've got a special topic here today. Yeah, so uh, the calendar here, we're into November, and uh, the time is running out for everybody here to do any tax planning as we approach the end of the year. Now is a great time to do it because obviously, like we talked about earlier in the show, next thing you know, it's deer hunting, then it's Thanksgiving. Then you're shopping. Then you're at Christmas Especially, events. I like in this state how we put deer hunting on up there, like with it kind of goes in there with the holiday. It is. And There's then six hundred thousand hunters. And then it's Christmas, and then you got like a week, right? So yeah. now is the time to get some of this stuff done, and it will affect those uh, with higher balances more because it's about tax savings. So one of the first things to look at doing this month is. Uh, what's written here in the Wall Street Journal, I think it's just a great way to say it. Do some stock dumping. Do some stock dumping. Uh, for most people, they're like, what the heck did he just say? Um, but really, when you have an investment that is now worth less than your cost, it may be tempting to hang on and pray for a recovery. Resist that temptation, especially if you're losing confidence in that ill-starred investment. Consider selling losers that you hold in a taxable account in order to create capital losses that can provide valuable tax benefits. Uh, this tax technique is known as tax loss harvesting. Uh, reminder, again, that doesn't apply in your 401ks or IRAs. This would be done in a taxable account. So just a few specifics about that. Capital losses typically can be used to offset capital gains in taxable accounts. So if you have a big capital gain, let's say you sold something this year, you need to put a new house on a roof or a roof on the house, not a house on the roof. Uh, that'd be $15,000, $15,000, you incurred some capital gains. Well, now you have losses. Maybe we can sell some of those losers in the portfolio, generate losses to offset those capital gains. If your capital losses are larger than your gains, you typically can deduct as much as 3000 of net capital losses against other income such as salary. If your net losses exceed these limits, the excess amounts typically get carried over into later years so they can benefit you in future years. Uh, another nice thing to have. Uh, you can't deduct losses from the sale of personal use properties, such as your home or car. And pay attention to the fine print of the wash sale rule. I just had this question er uh, earlier this past week. A wash sale typically occurs when you sell securities at a loss and buy the same or substantially identical security within 30 days before or after the sale. If you have a wash sale, you can deduct the loss on your return uh, for that year, or you can't deduct the loss on your return for that year. So a lot of stuff just packed right there into tax loss harvesting. Uh, something very simple, but kind of more advanced because there are some rules around it to look at doing this month. Uh, we do this for all of our clients as we get into the end of the year in tax planning. And um, 
It's just something, uh, again, one of those uh, topics that could really, or strategies that could save you money on your taxes. The other one real quick, I think we have time for here, is watch for mutual fund distributions. So November and into December is a big time where mutual funds are required to pay out their capital gains to investors. Um, which really kind of stinks if you're a, you got a sum of money and you're going to put it in the market now. I'd be careful. Um, some of these mutual funds, regardless of your time frame of owning it, they're still going to pay you out that capital gain distribution. Whether you bought it three days before um, they announced how much they're going to pay out or three weeks before, or if you owned it all year. It depends on how much you invest in it, not how long you've owned that particular mutual fund. Uh, so those capital gains can really creep up on people, um, and it can be a big surprise as they get in the year rent. So right now, you can start to look them up online and what to expect for year-end capital gain distributions, and you can look at that other strategy of tax loss harvesting to maybe offset some of these gains. But you, these are really the two key months to, to focus in on tax planning uh, with your portfolio. And again, this applies to everybody. If you're unaware of – if that sounded like – I don't quite get what Aaron is saying. Talk yeah. to an advisor. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, it's stuff we deal with all the time, and sometimes I try to make it sound a little bit easier for people to understand, but sometimes it's really hard. It's yeah, hard to if, really, to, uh, I don't know, I don't uh, make it easier. I, if you don't do it every day, right, it's it's hard to Well, you guys are really good. I, I say this all the time, and not talking over people's heads. I know, I try I, sometimes, but with stuff like this, I mean, you're dealing with... Tax stuff. Yes. You know, taxes. And, when it comes to your investments and taxes. A lot of people aren't just interested in it. Well, that's why we do it. That's I'd yeah. say give us a call. We work with your accountant to make sure that this stuff is done and it's done right, uh, especially by the end of the year. What have we often said on the show? Outsource your stress yes. to the Cowal Investment Group. You'll take care of it because it can be stressful. And then you get that crunch time. Like, it's got to be done soon. Like you said, what is today? November 4th? Wow. <laughs> There's two months left in the year. I know. And then, like so, I said, you got those big holidays. You got deer hunting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just finished Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Next one is deer hunting. Then, of course, Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything else. The, the holidays are right around the corner, folks. Uh, Aaron uh, Spitzner and John White are here. I will give out the Cowell Investment Group's main phone number. For all locations, call 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix. The Florida location that John White mentioned that was just added. Where's that again? Cape Coral? Cape Coral. Not a bad gig. Down there. Uh, Racine, which is Spitzner, your location. That's right off the freeway at Highway 20 at that exit. Yep. And in Delafield, the newest location just added uh, back in September, downtown Delafield, right on the main drag. So very uh, nice, strategically placed locations. The Cowell Investment Group and the Retirement Clinic, we've got more coming up. In fact, these events that are complimentary right around the corner to get involved. We'll tell you more about those when we come back here on WISN. Back with the Retirement Clinic, kind of wrapping up this week's show, but important news here. John White, I'll start with you. This coming Wednesday, you've got a webinar for our listeners. Yeah, the Wednesday webinar, uh, November 8th, Wednesday, 3 p.m., we're putting income back into fixed income. Talking about municipal bonds, you know, Aaron was talking about uh, tax efficiency, municipal bonds. It's a great conversation to have regarding that. So, and the other event is coming up 
in November, the date, and again, these are complimentary, right? November 16th, it's a Thursday. Keeping family wealth in the family. Estate planning seminar, Jeff Kowal, Chauncey Weisensel of the Kowal Investment Group. From Horicon Bank Trust Officer, Chris Behrens, and Elder Law Estate Planning Attorney, John Koenig. These events are going to be great. Informative events, but you've got to sign up. They're free, complimentary. TheKowalWay.com is how you sign up. TheKowalWay.com. Here's the phone number, 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. Aaron Spitzner is over there on Royal Caribbean's website trying to plan a, a year of Three cruising. Years. Three years. Three years. Can you imagine? That was a good segment. I enjoyed that. John White, thank you for three enemies and one friend. My pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to you guys. And, of course, Monday through Friday, tune in during the Mark Belling Show for those daily market updates from the Kowal Investment Group. That'll do it for today, folks. John, Aaron, have a great weekend, guys. You All too. right. Thank you. thank you. And thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Paul Cronforce. We're back next week, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock for the Retirement Clinic on WISM Milwaukee.